From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Bloomberg Audio Studios. Podcasts. Radio. News. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Amy Morris. Here are the stories we're following today. First, let's look at snow hitting the Northeast today. A winter storm warning is in effect from New York to Boston. New York City Mayor Eric Adams made the call yesterday to close city schools. We expect at least uh, five to eight inches now. We could get more. And in Boston, Mayor Michelle Wu is taking similar precautions. We will likely get between eight and 12 inches of snow total, that it will come down pretty heavily during the morning commute. So the snow is here, but when will it end and how much will we actually get? Bloomberg meteorologist Rob Carolyn joins us with those details. Rob? Nathan, the snow has commenced in the tri-state area and it will be developing this morning in the Boston area. Right now, it looks like the New York City area is going to see the maximum amount of snow from this storm, about six to nine inches for the city and the immediate suburbs. North of the city, well, west of the city, it's a four to eight inch snowfall. It should taper off by about three, four o'clock this afternoon. In fact, skies will clear. In the Boston area, it looks like a three to six inch snowfall is likely, most of it falling between nine o'clock this morning and three this afternoon. It should be done in the Boston area by about 5 o'clock this afternoon. Looks like the areas to the north of Boston will see much less. In fact, towards the New Hampshire line, just outside of Route 495, snowfall amounts are probably going to be less than an inch. I'm Rob Carolyn, Bloomberg Radio. All right. Thank you, Rob. The snow could also impact voting on Long Island today. Residents of New York's 3rd District head to the polls to pick a replacement for disgraced former Representative George Santos. The contest pits Democrat Tom Suozzi against Republican Mazi Melissa Pillup, and the race is seen as a referendum on President Biden's policies. Don Levy has been conducting polling in the district. He's director of the Siena College Research Institute. In this poll, even though these are special election voters, these are people who are going to turn out on a Tuesday in February, we're thinking that turnout will be no more than 25 percent. Know that this is a district that in a presidential year this year, we're probably going to be looking at 62 to 65 percent. Still, we ask these voters, in addition to who are you going to vote for on Tuesday the 13th, if your vote for president was right now, would you vote for Joe Biden or Donald Trump? And this district moves nine points in Trump's direction. So instead of a four-point Democratic advantage when we pit Biden against Trump, Trump is five points up in this district amongst these highly motivated special election voters. Mm. So again, if indeed it turns out that Swazi wins by this four, uh, and to whatever extent there are any exit polls at all, and these very same voters would prefer Trump, that's going to weigh heavily on the national discussion moving forward. 
Don Levy with Siena College says today's results could weigh heavily on the outlook for November's election. In the meantime, Amy, Donald Trump is weighing in on leadership at the Republican National Committee. The former president's endorsing his daughter-in-law, Laura Trump, to help lead the RNC as co-chair. He's also pushing RNC General Counsel Michael Watley to be the next chair. Sources tell us the current RNC leader, Ronna McDaniel, is in discussions to step down. On Capitol Hill today, House Republicans will make a second attempt to move impeachment articles against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. They are planning for a vote this evening after last week's attempt fell just one vote short. Republican Majority Leader Steve Scalise missed that session, but he is expected to attend today. Amy, let's turn to the Middle East now, where fighting in Gaza remains front and center. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is preparing for a ground battle in Rafah, where the United Nations says roughly 1.4 million Palestinians are sheltering. Bloomberg's Nancy Lyons has more on the U.S. response. U.S. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says before Israel goes any further, it needs a plan to protect civilians. We don't believe that it's advisable to go in in a major way in Rafah without a proper, executable, effective, incredible plan um, for the safety of the more than a million Palestinians that are taking refuge in Rafah. The chief prosecutor of the International Criminal Court says Israel could face war crime charges if it does push ahead with its ground invasion of Rafah. In Washington, Nancy Lyons, Bloomberg Radio. Thank you, Nancy. Let's turn our focus to Wall Street now, where markets are laser-focused on inflation today. We get the latest reading on U.S. consumer prices at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. Traders hope the data will push the Federal Reserve closer to cutting rates. Fed Governor Michelle Bowman says it's still too soon to make that call. I think it's too soon to have an expectation that, or to, to measure or project when and how much I think we might be lowering the policy rate. I think the progress that we're making on inflation is, um, is very um, positive. Fed Governor Michelle Bowman says risks still remain when it comes to inflation. Economists predict today's report will show a two-tenths of one percent gain in consumer prices in January. That would amount to an annual inflation rate of 2.9 percent. Speaking of gains, Amy, Sunday's Super Bowl broke records. CBS says the game saw the most viewers ever. 123 million people tuned in to watch the Chiefs beat the Niners in OT. That's a 7% increase from the previous viewership high set just last year. And betting on the Super Bowl set a record. Gamblers in Nevada wagered a record $185 million on the game. That's 21% more than last year. And another note from the world of sports. Tiger Woods is launching a new brand. After ending his deal with Nike, the golf legend has signed a deal with TaylorMade Golf. Together, they will create an apparel line called Sunday Red. It's set to debut in May. Time now for a look at some of the other stories making news around the world. And for that, we're joined by Bloomberg's John Tucker. Good morning, John. And Amy, Donald Trump appealing to the U.S. Supreme Court again, this time to try to put the Washington, D.C. election trial on hold. Let's get more this morning in this report from Bloomberg's Ed Baxter. This is the criminal trial charging him with trying to overturn the 2020 election. He wants the hold on while he appeals another court ruling that rejected his bid for immunity from any prosecution. Now, Trump has repeatedly pushed to delay deadlines and has argued a number of times that any trial be held after the general election. 
he, if he wins, could order the Justice Department to drop the case at that time. How fast the court could rule on this is an unanswered question. Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Radio. The Senate is poised to vote later this morning on a $95 billion aid bill for Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan. A group of Senate Republicans held an all-night talking filibuster to voice their opposition. Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson doesn't believe Ukraine can defeat Russia. As sympathetic as I am for the Ukrainian people, I don't see how sending another $60 billion helps their plight. In a forum on X spaces, Elon Musk told the Republican senators there's no way in hell Russian President Vladimir Putin could lose. Musk was joined by Senator Johnson, J.D. Vance of Ohio, Mike Lee of Utah, as well as Vivek Ramaswamy, the former Republican presidential candidate. A House committee investigating anti-Semitism on college campuses sent a letter to Columbia University and its trustees requesting documents and information regarding various incidents. It says shows the school's failure to protect Jewish students. And eBay is urging a federal court to dismiss the government's case, claiming the e-commerce company sold multiple products that violate environmental and consumer safety laws. The EPA sued the global online marketplace, claiming the company unlawfully sold harmful chemicals, pesticides, and high-emission car parts. Global News, 24 hours a day, and whenever you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm John Tucker, and this is Bloomberg. Amy. All right. Thank you, John. And we bring you news throughout the day here on Bloomberg Radio. But now you can get the latest news on demand whenever you want it. Subscribe to Bloomberg News Now to get the latest headlines at the click of a button. Get informed on your schedule. You can listen and subscribe to Bloomberg News Now on the Bloomberg Business app, Bloomberg.com, plus Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And it is time now for our Bloomberg Sports Update. For that, we bring in John Stashauer. Hey, John. Amy, the ratings are in, and Super Bowl 58 was the most watched TV program ever. They estimate 123.4 million tuned in to what turned out to be the longest Super Bowl ever. The parade for the Chiefs will take place tomorrow in Kansas City. Mike Zimmer will take over as the defensive coordinator in Dallas. He was an assistant for the Cowboys from 1994 to 2006. Later, the head coach in Minnesota replaces Dan Quinn. He's now the head coach in Washington. A domino effect in college football. Jeff Halfley made the surprising move of leaving the job as head coach at Boston College to be an assistant in Green Bay. His job at BC went to Bill O'Brien, who was with the Patriots last season, but had taken a job to coach the offense at Ohio State. So there was an opening there, and the Buckeyes filled it with Chip Kelly. He took an even more surprising route, leaving a head coaching job at UCLA. That job is now going to Deshaun Foster, a former Bruins running back, and had been an assistant with the Bruins. NBA, the Warriors won their fourth in a row. They move over 500, a 129-107 win at Utah. Seven Warriors in double figures. Wizards lost to Dallas, 112-104. Luka Johnson, 26 points, 15 assists. For the Spurs rookie, Victor Wembanyama, 27 points, 14 rebounds, 10 blocked shots, plus five assists. The Spurs won by 23 in Toronto. Philadelphia put an end to Cleveland's nine-game winning streak. The Sixers won by two. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, 
influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. From coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. What comes next after George Santos? That is the question that voters in New York's wealthiest suburb are going to be answering today in a special election that will affect the balance of power in the House of Representatives and could preview the issues that will affect elections in November. So let's bring in Greg Valliere for some analysis on what's happening today in New York's third congressional district. Greg is the chief U.S. policy strategist at AGF Investments. Greg, good morning. I'm sure the voters in the New York third want to get past the embarrassment of their previous congressman. Will today's election do that or could we be in for more of a muddle? Maybe more of a muddle, uh, Nathan. Good morning. Uh, I think weather could be a factor. I think that um, you could see turnout pretty low. But the big story, I would argue, is here in Washington with, as you say, the balance of power shifting possibly a little bit. Okay, so let's talk about these candidates. We have Democrat Tom Suozzi, who's got pretty good name recognition in New York's 3rd Congressional District, pitted against a Republican Mozzie, Melissa Pillip. Where do you see this race shaking out? Uh, hard to say. Uh, both candidates have spent quite a bit of money. I think the Democrat would have to be viewed as the slight favorite. Why is that? Uh, I think, as you say, name recognition is pretty good for him. Name recognition. And also, we've seen a lot of uh, really interesting issues uh, emerge from this race as well. Uh, A lot of focus on an issue that has been huge in the New York City area, immigration. Uh, That could potentially be something of a hindrance for a Democratic candidate, couldn't it? Yeah, it could. And the, the the totals in Washington are so narrow. I, I, the, the new speaker, uh, uh, Mike Johnson, probably is only going to have a majority of two or three seats. So just one seat from Long Island could make a big difference. Absolutely. Um, and I would imagine the Democrats are uh, on their side uh, trying to pin their previous uh, congressman, George Santos, on the candidate looking to succeed him, Republican uh, Mozzie Pillip. Uh, What do you make of that possible uh, effort by the Democrats in this race? It it could succeed. Uh, A a lot, again, up in the air. and, And I would say that the wild card here is going to be the weather. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We do have some significant snow uh, already starting to blanket the New York City area. Let's talk a little bit about how this could affect the balance of power. As you alluded to, it's a razor thin majority that uh, Speaker Mike Johnson has. Uh, I mean, no matter who gets in, it's still going to stay razor thin, right? Absolutely. And it looks like later this week, Johnson may be forced to hold a vote on aid to Ukraine. Uh, I think that the opponents of that maybe have a two seat majority. So there are so many issues like that 
uh, like uh, immigration, that it's it, every single seat will make a difference. And on the issue of immigration, while this vote's happening in the New York Third, uh, House Republicans are going to try again on impeachment articles against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Is this the right move for them on this immigration issue to keep pushing against uh, Secretary Mayorkas when the first effort uh, didn't even succeed the last time around? Yeah, this is a total waste of time. It would never succeed. Even if it made it in the House, the Senate would never approve uh, impeaching and convicting uh, him. So I I think, uh, again, a a waste of time. There are so many issues right now that need to be addressed. To spend time on this, to me, is uh, frivolous. Not just the uh, uh, impeachment issue, but I mean, we're coming up on yet another government shutdown or partial government shutdown deadline in just a couple of weeks. Is this focus on Mayorkas and some of these other issues potentially putting shutdown back on the table? You make a very good point, Nathan. Uh, Once again, we have to go through this nonsense of a government shutdown. There are two deadlines. Uh, One is the first or second of March. The second is in the second week of March. And once again, it's going to probably be a deadlock. And once again, there's going to be all this hype about maybe a government shutdown. I would argue in the final analysis, we kicked the can down the road and we have still another extension. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed by 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa. Play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Amy Morris. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.